The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond, what's up? My name is Colin Moriarty. I'm senior editor of iGen. We're here for a very special kind of video version podcast beyond special edition, you might call it, Craig? I'd probably shorten it down a bit. Mm. To what? The Last of Us spoiler cast. Yes, Ladies good. and gentlemen, if you haven't beaten The Last of Us, what are you doing with your life, number one? Number two, turn off this video. We're going to finally talk about everything and not hold back. Yeah, yeah. Wait, we are? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, didn't, didn't even, you didn't even beat it yet. So I'm, so, <laughs> I so did, I did, I did. He's only playing Survivor multiplayer. <laughs> that's what I've been doing lately. But yeah. so, so far, uh, you know, uh, everyone in the office uh, that's played it's really enjoyed the game. I gave it a 10. Obviously, a lot of other people gave it a 10. Uh, it's a masterpiece, I think we might call it. And we're going to talk, obviously, as Greg said, about uh, the game's story. We'll go into, in depth into different plot points, uh, kind of discuss what we thought about the game. So again, shut the video off if you haven't played or beaten the game yet. Or maybe if you don't care about spoilers, you haven't played the game, you still want to watch with us. Mm-hmm. You're so, missing out, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Idiot. Play it. <laughs> so, Greg, let's start with you because you're so, you're so good looking. Um, hey. How'd you guys like that? Thanks. Shop liver. Yeah, yeah. Good so job on that diet, Brian. It really paid off. <laughs> <laughs> so, so where should we start? Should we start from the beginning, or no. should we start about at the end? I say you start at the end. It's the one thing we haven't been able to talk about. <laughs> yeah. That's like the, the well, funny thing. We haven't thing. been able to talk about the beginning either. Oh, good point. Good but point, but, good but point. let's start at the end. The end. Yeah. Uh, I was taken aback by that ending. I did not expect uh, the ending to be. I, I finished the game. And all I could, I was texting people from Naughty Dog, calling people from Naughty Dog, and I, every time I, they'd answer, I'd just start saying, I can't believe I'm the bad guy. I turned out to be the bad guy of this story. And they're yeah. like, not really. They're, I'm like, fuck what you're saying. Yeah. I'm the bad guy. Joel turns into the bad guy in this game. He's, I couldn't believe it. He's one of the most despicable video game heroes you will ever play. I can't think of anybody who I have, well, as much as I enjoyed him, I can't think of anybody in a game I have liked period. less. Well, yeah, no, yes and no. And I think that was the the sort of moral ambiguity of the way it ended, was it was sort of like, would you save this one girl to have this one girl, or right. would you sacrifice her for the off chance that she could save everyone else? There's no off chance about it, though. When you're yeah. making the collectibles, they're very clear that this is it. It's working. I can't believe we finally found her. But She's they don't the know that until yet. they rip yeah. her brain out of no, her skull. No, the notes all say that this is true. That this you, is you what's happening. Yeah, yeah but so this is where you saw. All right, so Greg and I and, and Goldfarb, who's not here right now, went out with a, a, a guy from Naughty Dog. We had dinner with him or whatever, and I, I, I explained to him. He told me I was wrong by, about my interpretation, but my interpretation was that they didn't know that this was going to work, and that like you find video rec- or voice recorders um, as you explore the hospital at the end or whatever, and they, it sounds it sounded to me like not specifically like they found a person who's immune to it, but they've been, they've been experimenting on people for a while, yes. and that like, and I kind of gave Joel. Now I'm not saying Joel's a good person necessarily, yeah. uh, but I'm saying that it gave Joel a way out. Like it was like it was like. They're, they're, I love that I told you this isn't true, and then Naughty Dog tells you it's not true. You're like, well, this is my interpretation. Well, no, there's no way out. He's told in black and white. She's finally the answer. We know she's the answer, and he says, no, I, my needs are more important they, they than can't, that. They there's can't no know greater that. good. See, this is the thing is that they can't know that she's immune, right? Like as far as we know, for a year's worth of time, she was bitten and she and she didn't turn. And they usually the the infected. Right, two days. That, two days. that we're certain of. Right, but like, but like, and, <laughs> we're and, also gonna, he's a man. She is a female. Well, they are the last of them. <laughs> I'm saying that like she, she could turn at some other point in the future, and and that like the cordyceps is in her brain, and we know like it's 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 acting as it usually would, but it's except it's not affecting her motor skills and and. Wait, like, her and, I, no, and no part was I like 
oh man, it's been two years. She could still turn at any moment. <laughs> I'm keeping That's, my eye on you. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you, you sleep, but you're always like, wait a minute. You never know. You could turn. Because to me, I, that I, was... That was pretty rock solid. Like, she's not turning. She was immune to the virus. That's the way that works. I, I, I want to go back to this when there's a, inevitably a sequel to this game because I bet you uh, that that certainly could be one of the plot points is that she does eventually. She does really? Yeah. I well, think so at all. What I thought was interesting and I was hoping they'd touch on in some way, shape, or form in the entire journey, it, everybody see 28 weeks later? No. Yes. Remember, like, those kids even though they, and that woman, even though they were immune to the virus, they were still contagious. Yes. So, like, if they kiss somebody, they infected him. And not even, like, a crazy... Ellie does that, right? Like, when she bites David, she tells him, you're infected. Right, 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 right. what are you talking about? And they don't dwell on it. They do a really really good job of, like, taking... mm -hmm. Trusting you to understand what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. But I I, I do want to say, like, you know, you can... Like, you know, it's fiction. You interpret it the way you want to interpret it. People interpret books in ways that they're not meant to be interpreted all the time. And so, like, my interpretation of The End of the Last of Us was, like, that there was a moral conundrum with, obviously, Joel having to weigh this decision to take Ellie away from the Fireflies in which they might find a cure because there's no guarantee that they're going to find a cure. There's no guarantee. They have her on a surgical table. They're definitely going to be able to get a cure from her because mm -hmm. she's immune to it. Like, there, there's no guarantee. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I didn't get that, like, yeah, he picked either. up a couple micro-recorders and they were like, oh, I hope this works. And it's like, oh, yeah, we solved it. Until they peeled her head open and cut her brain out, and we're like, oh, yeah, it did it. They wouldn't know. There's no way of yeah. knowing until she's dead. Here, he didn't want to take that chance because the, yeah, he's I, yeah. a selfish prick. Putting all that, putting all, that <laughs> yeah, whole, I mean, that whole thread it, yeah. away, like when they're making the walk up, he asks her if she's up for this or whatever, and she's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they don't have the, the dead, solid conversation of, what if this kills you? What if you have to give your life for this? What, blah, blah, blah. Well, but she never, says she's going forward with this. Yeah, well, it's because that never comes up as a concept, right? Like, Joel. You'd think it would. Joel is sucker punched into, when he finds out, like, what you're going to He says, kill like, her? oh, you know, they're probably going to take some blood. That's what he says. He's like, oh, they're going to take some blood, it'll be fine. She's like, I've been pricked before. That's what she says. She doesn't go, I've had my brain removed from my head before. Right. But what so, I, see, what I was kind of hoping, too, is that you'd steal her away and kill all these people. And on the drive home, she's like, what happened? And like, oh, no, it didn't work. And she's like, I told them to do this to me. <laughs> like, what, couldn't there have been a conversation? Like, the problem, this is one of the interest, the weird parts of the ending with the story, I think, is that all of a sudden when we're playing as Joel, the fireflies turn this corner and are not evil. Everyone in the hospital is evil. They're going to kill you. They're going to kill her without letting you talk to her. It seems like we could have had one scene where Joel goes and says, that, has a conversation with Ellie. Well, yeah, is this it, what you it, want? It, it kind of reminded oh, me that. And then it's like, it's fucking on right now rather than it's just like, See, you know, kill but, everybody. But you. I loved that they didn't do that because in reality, like this isn't necessarily your story and your relationship with Ellie. This is Joel's relationship and Joel's uh, sure. story. Yeah. And he's making the executive decision that they're wrong. Whether or not they are, like yes, he's but you, the call but you get to make some of those decisions yourself. Like when I kicked in that door and there was, there was three doctors sitting, they're like, "Oh God!" I was like, "You died!" <laughs> and I shot one right in the head because me, I was like, "Don't you hurt that girl!" And I Man. shot him in the head, and yeah. he was like, "Oh, f I just work here." That whole part <laughs> is, is actually, I thought, a great analogy to how the clickers and the runners work, right? Yeah. And the fact that they talked about at the debut that the, you know their humanity is still in there. And that's why they're like this, because they're part trying to fight the infection that's mm -hmm. inside of them and f***ing with them. And so, like, when I do that, I was like, where's the option? Where's the choice? I don't want to do this. Yeah. And so, like, I, I was like, I'm waiting for something to happen. And the doctor comes at me with a scalpel. Like, You're like, no! <laughs> and I'm like, well, f***, now I gotta kill everybody. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, kill, I didn't kill the other two. One. Yeah, I only I killed one. No witnesses. The first guy who happened to me in that door, I was like, you're yeah, dead. Yeah, the <laughs> witnesses, witnesses, witnesses you killed, like, you killed, like, 40 people on the way up to that room. Oh, yeah, Quite a few witnesses. But yeah, I mean, my, my whole interpretation of it was, was yeah, like, you know, she could be the cure. They, they got to work on it. You know, we're talking about a, a, a post-apocalyptic society where, like, a lot of technology is gone. Like, a lot of the knowledge and know-how, frankly, is gone. Like, these guys... It's not that bad. You just hit um, triangle on the generator three times. Yeah, and, and it's, it's all good. It's just, it's just like, you know, I, I don't think they went into it too much, but, like, to say, like, the, that Ellie, the, they are guaranteed to get a cure because Ellie is immune is ridiculous. And that's why I think that... Joel's like, this isn't something that's certain. They have been, they, they, the Fireflies have had this hospital in Salt Lake City for a long time. Like, they've, they might not have found someone that was immune, but they've probably been experimenting on other people. It kind of gave him a way out. I'm not saying he's a good person. I'm not saying he made the right choice for humanity, but it gave him himself a little bit of humanity. Well, I mean, by for me, too, her. even putting, again, putting that whole threat aside, he cements himself as a bad guy when he lies to Ellie at the end. I mean, he cements for himself me, yeah. way before that. But for yes. me, that's like yeah. the, that's the Anakin Devader moment yeah. of like, all right, I've done all this for you, I've done all this horrible stuff, but whatever. And then you get there and you lie to the one person you're trying to save. The, like, not you only do you, but she bag. was like, 
Now here's your chance. Was all of that true? Exactly. And you're like, yep, all true. I'm See, a liar. Let's go play in the dam. And because yeah. of that, like I feel like Ellie. But no to swimming. Some, to some degree, Ellie is complicit in the lie. I feel like she is. She trusts Joel, but at the same time suspects that he's kind of not being entirely open with her about it. So she gives him that opportunity to say, like, I trust you. And whatever you say, it's because is it's what all it's, it's like being in a relationship. It's like that's all you have is if yes. you look at this person that that you trust, and you're like, if there's anything else you want to tell me, now's the time. Yeah. Like, no, 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 everything's fine. Yep. Totally. And then you're not. That's she's not complicit in that. She's just. It's literally that's the only thing she has is this guy. Yep. That's it. That and uh, the off chance that she'll see a giraffe. Um, so Beautiful like, moment again. So the, the, oh, really was. I cried like a baby. Me too. Really? Yeah, that was the moment that broke me, was the oh, giraffes. Wow. I actually, I started tearing up 20 minutes before the ending, so when I busted it and shot that doctor, <laughs> I was like, oh, damn it! I actually had tears rolling down my face. <laughs> and, and by the way, before we, we jump away or whatever, there's also that really pivotal scene where, you know, there's a lot of cut scenes in the game where Joel's, you see people die and Joel's sometimes killing them, and he... He does what I didn't think he was gonna do to at least set it up for a, like a, a more straightforward sequel as he he kills uh, he kills Marlene. 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 Yeah, that's um, awesome. That's such a great move. And mm -hmm. yeah, and and, and no, she, you'll just tell somebody. Not, <laughs> he'll not come how after I us. thought that scene was yeah, gonna yeah, go yeah. down. It was it was it was awesome in in, in, in its brutality. Like Naughty Dog doesn't shy away from like showing you these kinds of things, and and uh, it did cement Joel as being like very selfish. Um, oh yeah. But he's doing yeah. it for this girl. Like when I see when I was playing it and beating it, it, you know, I was like, I don't, I'm not mad at Joel. Like I, and I actually don't dislike Joel because he made the righteous choice for him, and you can kind of understand where he's coming from because he's been on this adventure with this girl who, by the way, saved his life. Um, and times. yeah, and and uh, was in like a, a quite a predicament with David, which we'll get into you know a little later and right. stuff like that. Um, but I think that the contrast with how the game starts, where you really see a more normal pre-apocalyptic humanity of of Joel. Uh, walking into his house in the beginning of the right, game, right, he's right. on the phone. He's trying to get, a, I guess, a new job. He might be a contractor or something like that, a construction worker of some sort. Um, he's worrying about bills and stuff like that. His daughter Sarah is laying on on the couch. And what I really liked about it was that it sets up. It's a very direct and obvious allusion to his relationship what is with to Ellie. Come, yeah. It wasn't like abstract at all, and and that's what I really enjoyed about. It. So what did you think about the way the game opened? Which I think is is this game's uh, young Drake moment. As right, well. you talk about that a lot yeah. from you know Uncharted 3, if you're not catching up, if you didn't play Uncharted 3, you suck. But in Uncharted 3, we thought we knew a lot about the game, but when we started playing it, like Chapter 2 jumps to Drake as a kid, right. we're like, holy I didn't see this coming. Yeah. It was the same way, yeah. Like I, I, We talked about it coming up, we weren't sure how much of the world before we'd get to see. And I kind of expected it to be one rolling montage cutscene of people running and that fire, and like that was kind of the outbreak. But to get to play from that perspective as his daughter, for, you know I mean, he had to do all these different things and see... I thought it was brilliant and it really caught me off guard and I liked setting up the world that way beforehand. The way they handle it too is really great because you open and you play as Sarah and you're walking around the house and you are this defenseless child. You have, uh, you obviously have nothing to worry about but it's a little eerie and you know what's coming if you know anything about this game. If you look at the box art, yeah, you get the idea you that can guess about to go down. that this girl will be dead within five minutes. Yeah, so you're walking around and you, like, you have the monsters in the closet moment of like, what's going on in here? And it's fine, you can have Sarah's the monsters there. And then when the tables turn and you play as Joel, you're similarly defenseless because you have to carry her and it's just, I thought that was like a really interesting yeah. setup to, to give you two completely powerless people who care about each other mm -hmm. uh, right off the bat uh, and to have one of them be taken away. Yeah, and the polish in the beginning I think is really cool too because when you take control of Sarah after, well, first of all, he gives, he, Sarah gives him the watch. And the watch is really cool because I, I kept looking at it throughout the game. Like, it's still there. So it's does all, he. There are all, moments yeah. where he will just have his arms crossed and just look down and you just, you know, it's like, dang, you're thinking about that kid. It's, it's all up and I didn't make this connection until later but at one point Ellie says like your watch is broken yeah. or something yeah. like that yeah. and it's it's an, I think another allusion back to a joke that Sarah like an undeveloped joke that Sarah and Joel had with each other because he thinks the, like he's like the watch is broken in the beginning and she, he tricks her yeah. it must have been something that was developed in their relationship long before we, we got to know them or whatever so that was kind of another cue in with like his daughter and then like his new daughter basically. but it cuts deep with him right because like she says it to be kind of a bitch because she doesn't like him at that time. Like yeah. Ellie is saying that in a really catty way, like your watch is broken. Like sort out your life. Your stuff is broken, <laughs> and it's it, like that sucks for Joel because you know he's thinking back to that moment that we're thinking of. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, I loved exploring the house in the beginning too. Like uh, you see the birthday card she forgot to give him. You walk into the bathroom. You see a newspaper that's kind of talking about the spreading virus at the right. time. They don't really they don't know about it. The one thing I really love the most I think is like when you walk into Joel's bedroom and. The TV's on and you're watching the newscast and an explosion happens and then the explosion happens at the same time yeah, out yeah, the window. Yeah. Like little, so right, cool. right, right. Yeah, like that little so things cool. like that are really cool and you run down the stairs and the cop cars are going right by. Yep. Your phone's yep. going off. Um, you missed a call from Tommy. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah Tommy's blowing the, the up. The game had the a phone. few moments like that too where you're sort of like following along this window and you can't see through it until you're actually 
in the right spot. Like with the with the scene, we'll get to it, but the scene with the giraffes was almost sort of similar where they're like, hey, come look at this. And you're running around, and you're like, I can't. It's, it's all fogged out, and there's a crack in the window, and finally it opens up, and you see everything. And the same thing happened with the house where it's telling you the story in these like slivers. And you're like, you get a tiny glimpse of it. There's an explosion out the window. There's something on the news. The news gets cut off. A cop car goes by. You hear a crash. You hear a dog, hear barking, dog outside, barking And then it stops. And you're like, what's going on? And then the neighbor busts in. And you're like, okay, it's fucked up. Yeah, I should have read that paper on the toilet a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really all, like the whole scene where the neighbor busts in is really cool, too. Yep. Because it's obviously your first sign of the infected. Specifically, he's a runner. And uh, I don't think anyone at that point would be clicker, a clicker yet. Yeah. And... Uh, it, that's immediately when Joel starts to lose his humanity. And you, even though you, you, we get to see him two decades later, and that's a huge jump yeah. uh, from like the events when he lost his heart. It's, a, it's like that's that's an exorbitant amount of time. Which is great because that means they don't do what most movies and stuff do, where the first thing that happens where it's like 20 years later, he's like moping about his daughter. Somebody brings it up because we just saw it as the viewer, right? It's like yeah. no, it's like life goes on. He's not necessarily over it, but some shit has happened. He has other things to worry about. And he is just in a new phase. Yeah, and I guess I didn't realize until the one scene in the school where you see the banner that's like, prom 2013, and it's all hanging. I was like, oh, it's 2033, and 20 years has passed since this year. Which I was kind of thrown off because half the people in the house has had nice TVs, but half of them had those really fat <laughs> TVs. You'd be surprised yeah, yeah. how many people still have fat TVs. Yeah, well, sucks. I just saw one thrown away on the street today. I'm like, what year is it? That's <laughs> a guy that was making He's, the right decision. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the future, pal. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so obviously uh, at that point we are, like Mitch had alluded to, we were running through the street. We're with, we're with Tommy, uh, Joel's brother, in some sort of Jeep. It's cool. You get the controller and see, kind of look around and see what's going on. You pass uh, a couple with their kid on the street. They don't stop to help them. You see, like, one of their friend's farms burning down. There's yeah. an accident, obviously, in town. Then they're running around. We get to this really cool part where... Um, you can. I actually experimented with it a little bit, and you can die in these parts. Of the oh yeah, I, know, I noticed that on my second. I started my second <clears> playthrough, and I was like, you know, I've spent the ba- in the back seat of the car. I was looking to the left and the back. Now I'm going to look to the right and the back and the front. And you can right. start moving around. And yeah, if you sort of like dilly dally a little bit, you get torn up. Like bad things happen to you in those first few minutes. And I guess the first time I played, I just ran from point A to point B and got through it. But if you're just like, hey, what's that? It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it happened to me too. Specifically when I was running towards where the soldier is that kills Sarah. Um, I like you can hear the guy behind you, and you're really not meant to see him. If you turn around to look at him, he gets you. So like, yeah. oh, but wow. I had to like, I had to like turn around and look at him. Mm-hmm. So we get to the scene with the reluctant soldier. Um, Tommy comes and saves the day, but it's too late for Sarah. She's shot and killed. Yeah. Um, and then on that wonderful and uplifting note, the game proper, I would say, begins. Right. At which point we're fast forwarded to Boston, 20 years later, and uh, one of what we find out is very. One of the very few remaining quarantine zones that are that are functioning. We see quarantine zones later in the game that have been overrun. Yeah. Um, Did you try to f- with the military police? Yeah, they push you down. They push you down. They're like, "I will kill you if you do that again." I was really? like, "Really? Will you?" And he pushed me down. And he f- and popped me in the face, and I died. <laughs> and it's like, th- there's no game here yet. Like you're just you're walking in the road, and that guy's like, wow. "I will kill you. Back down," and he will. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. So like, we, we this is where we meet Tess. I think Tess is really one of the coolest characters. Uh, one of my favorites in the game. So what do, what do you guys make of Tess and their relationship? I just love that Tess was as strong, if not stronger, than Joel. Like, she was way yeah. tougher than him. She she clearly had, like, a better lay of the land. She was very much in control of whatever their business was. Um, like, she, she in the beginning, like, she just comes back from finishing a job because Joel was being lazy or whatever. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you, you say that 20 years later you don't catch up with Joel, and he's like, oh, man, my daughter. But he's clearly just checked out right. in many ways. Like, like, he did not want to go out. He was And still Tess like, is like, we got to go do this stuff. And he's like, I, I guess, but my yep. daughter's still dead. Yep. And but, it's just, he's, he's f***ed up about it. But or I love, about something. He, he has, like, the alcoholic mentality, right? Where he's like, oh, I'm so sad. I don't want to do anything or whatever. And you, like, he behaves that way. But I love that there's a perfect nod to that in the beginning where Tess is like, do you want one? And she pulls out the whiskey and he goes, no, I don't want one. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. But he's behaving in a similar fashion to an alcoholic who would be, like, drinking his sorrows away. Now, were they if a couple, I was couple? him, I'd be like, yes, please. Yes. That's one of ten left on Earth. <laughs> were they a couple couple or were they just a work couple? They used to be a couple, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like They yeah. were definitely together at some point. That's I went back I, and forth on how I felt about what they were doing at the moment. Yeah, I wasn't sure if they were like still a thing or whatever, but they were, like, there definitely There's was been a romantic relationship penetration at some point. At some point. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think that they probably were in a relationship at one point, or maybe maybe still were, and we just don't get... I mean, this world is very different. Yeah. The way they act is very different. They also have a business relationship that is not just like a convenience for them, like they need to make it work, and so they probably don't let their personal relationship get involved in that kind of sure. stuff. They're dealing with things like ration cards, yeah. um, arms, and ammunition, so. Um, well, they, they, I mean, the quarantine zone, it doesn't seem like that's, 
I, I doubt their relationship, personal and romantic-wise, was anything like Tommy and his wife, right? That never, Where they were, like, married and before they Because they were out, yeah, they were out yeah. on their own, doing their own thing, having this community. Where here it's a very structured, you know, like, yeah. 1984 kind of thing with yeah. Big Brother I was watching. I bet it was always more just, like... They're both lonely, pretty much. Sure. One of those yeah, Tommy yeah. and his wife had enough freedom to bicker like a real married couple. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like, That's how you know I, you're free. Yeah, <laughs> where they're just like, oh, f*** it, you take the horse. Ah, I don't want it, and they're yelling at each other. Like, there's no one like, don't do that with a gun in their <laughs> um, the, the other cool thing I think about Boston that we see that's kind of subdued, there's two things I think that are really interesting. One is that Joel has a lot of respect for from everyone in that town. Like, they respect him, and it's probably because he's getting them things they need without the military knowing. Um, the way they talk to him. I don't know if you got to the point where if you actually go up to a guy, for an, like you don't have to have this conversation, he starts to talk shit to you, and one of the guys is like, are you fucking crazy? Like, that's Joel. Like, I didn't say that. Awesome. And yeah, it's like in the corner by like before you go out the gate. Um, and the guy apologizes to you or whatever. And there's another part, uh, and, and just looking at the cityscape, um, it's clear that the Fireflies had infiltrated that city at one point, um, and that there was, a, there was a, a fight there, because yeah. there's their, their tags Dude, and spray paint are everywhere. There was a fight everywhere in that game. <laughs> there was nowhere in that game where it just like got oh, this old. Is pristine. Yeah, yeah, like it wasn't like close the door on this one. No one's ever going in there. Everywhere was destroyed. Like there wasn't a single part of the game where it wasn't someone like, I really hate that poster and they ripped it down. <laughs> no, I'm not Let's saying that. Let's drive a car through this. Like everything was burned at one point. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm Garbage saying that the everywhere. quarantine zone still exists, right? Uh, the, the Fedra, the, the remains of the federal government are still holding Boston. They're not holding a lot of other places, but they didn't hold it in perpetuity. Like, there was at one time the fireflies that occupy the city, and I yes. thought that that was kind of cool. And the story, that story was just told by the spray paint on the walls, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which I thought was really neat. Um, and then the fireflies basically have some sort of terrorist attack outside. Actually, of the, outside I really like that too because every video game does that now, right? Where they put stupid the hokey messages on the yeah, they just yeah. spray paint all over the walls. And in The Last of Us, I actually stopped to read it because it it wasn't just like beware. It was like, oh shit, some really something dark... Happened something happened Something specifically bad happened Well, here. and you get a lot of that if you're going through the homes and you're like, not only rummaging through their shit, but paying attention to the, to the spaces around you. Like, there's a lot that shows you, like, oh man, like, this is this space was lived in and yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is the way they took out of their home. Like, you can see where, like, this is where they gave up packing their shit. And that's, and that's right. what I really right. appreciated right. about the game was, and we talked about, like, meandering and how some of us spent more time kind of, like, roaming around and others didn't. And the game wasn't always completely direct. There's no button, like, in, what, Bioshock or whatever. You hit it and there's a where big do I go? on the floor. That never happens in the game. You don't know where to go next most times. Yeah. So it's just up to you to kind of just be like, I guess over there looks okay. So if you figure out the path straight through, good for you. But if you don't, like... There is detail everywhere. You walk into people's houses and you're like, this is a kid's bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Something horrible happened here. And a lot of the time, like characters will address the situation around you. Like there's a point where you're with Sam and Henry and Ellie, and you walk outside, there's a swing set in the backyard, and they yeah. talk about it. Like Ellie and Sam are like, What is this? Yeah. And they just like they start pointing and talking about different things that they don't understand, or they address like, oh, there was like dogs here or right. something. Like they address the fact that you are in a place. They the don't environmental just... storytelling yeah. is what's so spectacular in yeah. the game, I think. I mean, on top of everything else. But when you are walking through and like you're fi- you find clothes everywhere. And you asked me before we started if I cried during the game, right? And there, I, I got choked up twice. The first time being with Sarah in the very beginning. And the second time when I was exploring a house and I found a little boy's journal. And I'm reading through all the entries and it's as the outbreak's happening and it's getting worse and everything else. Oh, yeah, and then the second to last journal entry is uh, that the dad drove him and his dog to the edge of town and they released the dog into the woods yeah and he's like he, and then they're driving away and the dad's like you know he deserves he he's, he want he needs to be he wants to be wild this is how he wants it and i like it never happened before i paused the game and hugged portillo my dog who's yeah. next to me because it was just like one of those like portillo like, wants to be wild too greg <laughs> it was one of those moments of just like how how f-ed up it had gotten you know what i mean like right. obviously there's monsters outside and this that and the other but like they yeah. have to have these kind of decisions. And that's that's what I loved about the game too. There were pockets of that everywhere. Like there's the story over here on the beach of the guy that was like, I'm gonna spend as much time on the water as I can. Shit, I have to turn around. There's Ishmael. Ish, and, yeah. Ish. And there's like, hey, we're gonna start a school in the sewer. See, and like that, that, <laughs> that was safe. That was what was so awesome about Ish's story is that the fact that all of that connected yeah. to it and it led you from his boat into the sewer and then out yeah. into the world again. Yeah. And like, there was just like, wow. Yeah, like, I, love, I love that thread. The other, the other cool thread that I, well, it's not a thread, it's just a very specific thing that happened. I'm not sure where it was. I think it was in Pittsburgh was. You walk into a house and uh, it's uh, someone spray painted Rachel on the on the wall. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? It's yeah. just an arrow down. Yeah, and it has like it's a the, note. yeah, it's like a note to her and and 
Ellie, in one of the many contextual conversations they have, is like, I wonder if they ever found each other. Yeah. And I was like, it's just really cool that they are constantly commenting on the things they find. It's not just like this yeah. thing that's like immersive where it's like, I'm going to find a piece of intel so I can get a trophy. Right. It's like, like, like yeah. Isha's story when they leave the sewer and there's a sign outside that says, don't go in yeah, there. Yeah, the other like, side. Man, after it's you, guy. And she's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said that on the way in. It's awesome. So, Quick so, prediction. Oh, do you think, we know that DLC's coming for single player. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you think it might be Isha's story? I don't I know. Hope I, so. They I went hope, through so much to set it up. Yeah, I and, really and, hope so. And then, now granted, the narrative's told. I already know what's going to happen. Yeah, I hope not. I would like to see more of what happened before Joel. I have um, a conspiracy theory about what that DLC is because there was a ton of concept art for San Francisco mm -hmm. in the. In oh, the good point. Yeah, I remember that. Um, they also prototyped or worked on a bunch of stuff with a dog ally. So I'm wondering if, like, you play. Somebody... Then they heard Call of Duty was doing that. Yeah, Damn yeah. it! <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm curious if, like, there is going to be remnants of the dog companion in the DLC. If it's going to be San Francisco, if it'll be remnants somewhere, like... of the dog, like pieces. Like, of yeah, them? like the leg. Fungus dog. <laughs> Um, Me and I mean, my lucky dog leg. Let's survive the apocalypse. Because we saw like the East Coast coming through Central America, uh, Central America, uh, the <laughs> yeah. middle of the states. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't see any West Coast stuff, so I'd, I would kind of like to see another part of the country. Yeah, the San Francisco uh, art that you're specifically talking about was like one of the first pieces of art we ever saw from the game, yeah. and that was what led us to believe that some part of the game would take place in San Francisco. Yeah, which obviously did see, not happen. See, and you say you say no, you but you, see I see you're saying it could be from Colorado down, like a, a, a boom right, through like I, I wonder if they San went, Francisco yeah, to Utah. Exactly. Did they imply that this is happening all over the world? Uh, it wasn't really clear. It must be. I mean, it's it's similar to, um, well, I, I hate to use this reference because we always refer to it, but it reminds me of Jericho in the sense that, like, the rest of the world is functioning during Jericho, and, like, they're, you know that they're there because they're constantly, like, trying to communicate with you with, right, like, drops right. and, like, trying to give you generators and food and stuff like that. You don't, they, you know, you assume that because something like this is airborne uh, and sp with spores or whatever that the entire world is, yeah. is essentially infected. Um, see, because I don't want to see stuff leading up I, I read your review and there was a part in it where you said um you're sort of just dropped in you don't hear all the backstory coming up to this and that's that's great for that and i think that that was really cool of them to not be like in 1885 and it's black and white and it's spelling it all out it's like 12 people died and someone you're just like no i found a newspaper in the bathroom my daughter died 20 years passed it let's do this i like that i don't want dlc to tell me it's like i didn't need episode one for Star, right. Star Wars. Yeah. Like, I don't need sure. DLC for all that stuff. I think just, like, drop me in right where it was, keep it going, tell me other stories happening around the time, around the country, you know, or, or around the world, but I don't need to know 10 years ago if someone's like, are you itchy? I don't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, this is where the reference, and uh, I, I think some people that read the book got it, and other, other people, you know, didn't get it because they didn't read the book, but this is really an analog for... Cormac McCarthy's The Road. Right. Um, and specifically, uh, the fact that they never say what happened. And in the, in, in the movie of The Road, I've heard, I didn't watch the movie, uh, I was a fan of the book or whatever, but that they kind of refer that it was like kind of a natural disaster that happened and like ruined the world. But in the book, they really don't no, say anything. They just right? say the they, world just, is ash and yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, like the world is fucked and it's over and this is the story of a man and his son. You know, yeah. and like that is basically the way they go to The Last of Us, except for that little, that little scene in the beginning with Sarah, and then you're just like, this is a story of a man and this girl. Right, and yeah. there was more similarities to the, to the road was there was the whole, basically head-on fact that there were cannibals yep. now. And yep. the road did it, like, they were like, come on over, we're having dinner. And they're you like, oh shit, baby. What's in that monster closet down there? And all these naked people are like, girls out of here. <laughs> and they did it in, in The Last of Us where it was just, this guy was just like chopping up parts. And he's like, what are you doing with that? Nothing. And it's like, Ellie, you hungry? What's that, deer? Are you sure? Yeah, f it. I guess I'll eat that. And then there's he like promised. Five, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. And then there's like five naked people hanging upside down yeah, yeah. in the butcher's thing. And it's like, oh, they are eating them. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it showed that whole, um, that desperation side of things. It, it always gets to that. that there's like, yeah. they, these bad things happen, and it's like, how fast does humanity either A, start killing each other, B, start raping each other, or C, start eating each other? And two out of three of those things either happened or were heavily implied. And the rape thing, you and I actually talked about the other day, um, on one of our many lunch talks about rape. Lunch dates. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that they never really kind of, until the very end of the game, where uh, they're, they're like, she's going to get, you're going to bring her out there, she's going to get raped or murdered or whatever. They never actually imply that that could happen right. to somebody or to, to Ellie specifically. And when she's pinned down in that, you know, David. Elks, by David in that mm -hmm. Elks Lodge or whatever, and it's burning down, that <laughs> restaurant. Um, 
it's it I sort of was just like, oh, he's this is implied. He's going to rape her. But it's never Or not even that he's going to, but just that he could, right? Like cuz yeah. it's like here's this man overpowering this little girl. Mm-hmm. And it's like that is uncomfortable enough. It doesn't, yeah. he doesn't yeah. have to say like, "I'm yeah. going to rape you." Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the the other part, you know, because that is like the it is like the unspoken underlying like one of the reasons you protect Ellie is because these people are f-ing crazy. Yeah. Well, and Tess so get, the first thing that happens in that game is Tess gets jumped and has to defend herself. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether that's because she's a woman or because she's this business person with weapons. Right. And yeah. and and like the, the the first part you see it is not even with with uh, with um, David. It's like when y- you are basically driving through Pittsburgh and they trap you. It's one of the it's one of the scenes you see uh, in one of the cutscenes they showed long before the game yeah. came out. And the car crashes over, and that guy has his hand, like is grabbing Ellie. Like he goes for Ellie first, yeah. And like ha- like has his hands all over and stuff. And like that's like like oh we gotta protect Ellie. It's like really one of yep. the things that you know it's it's so much more important for you almost to protect her in those kinds of scenes because you know she can take care of herself in straight up combat because she right. proves it time and time again. I mean she proves it when she stabs the Fedra guy in the leg and they and they have killing those soldiers um, when they're almost captured or whatever. So there's like something yeah the unspoken like danger that Ellie has to go through just as a woman in this world mm-hmm. I think is like really one of the most palpable and unspoken things. I know there was a lot of talked about the whole like you will protect her line with with uh, Lara and Tomb Raider and stuff like that and for you know justifiably she was a grown woman with weapons like yeah, you yeah. to protect her but in The Last of Us you really do feel that because A she's a young girl and B because there's men out there and as men we know men are monsters and like in the apocalypse they're even worse they're just like the I would like if I saw a wolf in the wild in that game I wasn't worried but I saw some guy like Ehh. I was like oh I'm gonna fucking kill Everything about you. Yeah, kill or be killed, and that's yeah. that's one of the yeah, like that whole mantra is one of the things that Ellie and Joel conflict about when Ellie basically saves you know Joel's life, and Joel yeah. refuses to even acknowledge it until you know later on when he's like, "You, it was me or him," and that is basically the whole underlying message I think in the entire game is like Joel is a murderer, much like Drake is a murderer in the Uncharted games, yeah. but that's like a com- comedic almost action movie. Like this is serious. Like that's what I said in the review was every human weight, every human body rather has a weight to it when you're killing it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't really feel bad about killing the infected, even though you know. Well, that no one, human no inside. one in Uncharted ever goes, "Please, please, please, don't kill me, man, please." <laughs> That never happens. Yeah. But this happens all the time in The Last of Us. You're excuse but you feel you can justified. Yeah. And, you feel justified. And they go like this, and then they, they like shrivel back, and like, oh my god. But, but then you give it a minute, and they're like, I'm gonna fucking shake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I gotta kill you right now. Like when Joel, you know, stabs the dude in the kneecap, he marks the map, and then he walks over, and he's yeah. like, he told you what you want. And he's like, I know, and I believe him. And it was like, oh, it was like, it was like an applaud moment for yeah, me of right. like, yes. This guy, we're on yep. a mission, but then you jump ahead to where I'm like, why am I a bad guy? Why yeah, and that's what I—that's what I really, and I don't—it's it, hard to say enjoyed, but that's what I really sort of got most from The Last of Us was that it gave me this grimy, dirty feeling like no game ever had. Whereas, desperate and you're sc- crawling around and scrounging for scraps to put together to kill people to survive, yeah. to make it five more feet in the snow, <laughs> in the rain, in the sleet, like just to to make it another second. And it took me a few hours to really realize that that's what the game was about because it's not just run around and kill people. It's like you every single thing you do counts. And it's all weighing on you. And the world is gritty and disgusting. And it's gross and horrible and morose. And you're just like, oh, this is what they want me to feel. They want me to feel like yeah. really just defined by how dirty of a human being I've See, become. Everything of about it is meant to make you feel bad. Yes. It's, you're hitting on a good point there of like it's you know designed to make you feel something and you know define that character a certain way. Even though I was like, I can't believe Joel's the bad guy at the end of this, I didn't feel betrayed by the character. I didn't yeah. feel like this isn't I wasn't like Mass Effect, like where's my real ending, naughty dog? You know what I mean? Like I was like everything makes sense. I it, it, it was it's a weird thing of like I feel like playing this game was more like reading an awesome book than any other game I have. In, yeah. in a game, you expect the happy ending and your character to come out on top or something else, and, and, and you know sometimes it's weird in the end. This one was totally like this was their narrative and this was their vision and I, this was and their I thing. Loved and I loved it for that. Yeah, exactly. I loved them for not copping out and going like, "Do you want to go left or right?" And everyone was yeah. like, "Did you get the good or the bad ending?" Yeah. Right. Like, no, we created a narrative for you and you'll enjoy it. Yeah, yeah and we all got the bad ending. On, on, on up at noon, you know, <laughs> Neil and Bruce were on during E3, and they were talking about that. You know, this ending was a horrible focus test. Nobody liked it. This, people, the other designers on the team, came up to them and were like, "We need to change this ending." And they're like, "No, we're like, well, this is yeah. what we are, and this is what we're doing." And that's crazy. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's interesting to me that you say Joel's the bad guy because he is, but in that world. He's like the tenth worst guy. <laughs> well, like, in, in, he could be like, yo, yeah. at least I didn't f***ing eat anybody. Exactly. <laughs> and you're, we, you know, we touched on David and like, you know, when 
Ellie kills him, she gets up and she hugs Joel and says, he was gonna, he was gonna, and he's like, I know, I know, and he, she never finishes that. And a bunch of people tweeted me and like, did, did that mean rape? Like, I didn't feel that way, blah, blah, blah. But I got to talk to Nolan North when he was in for Up at Noon, and if IGN's working, this video is up on Friday. The Nolan North interview's up on Thursday, you can watch it yourself. But talking to him, I hadn't played the game yet. Right. And so, and I was like, tell me about this character, David. He's like, you know, David isn't a bad guy. He doesn't think he's a bad guy. He's out to protect his group. And, 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 and Nolan North's like, and when he tried to rape Ellie, it was because, you know, he's trying to, she's, she's you know, can't be infected and this, that, and the other, and blah, blah. Like, he had justifications for where he was coming at, the character. Right. But Nolan North talking about it, I thought I was going to get some real heavy as far as, like, there'd be, like, weird things going on that it was pretty clear this is going to be rape. And Whereas that, at the end, they leave it up to your, like, your mind, like your own worst conclusion. Like, and where were you going to draw? That's the thing with David is like, you meet him and you're cautious, obviously. You know, and Ellie's like, I don't know what, and what, by your, I mean Ellie or you. Yeah. yeah. You, but then you're playing as her for the first time and you're just sort of like, oh, I'm doing everything Joel was doing, but smaller. <laughs> um, and you meet him and you're so like, something's off, but then. You guys fight together and you make it through. He has a you gun. He ever pulled on you and, and you're protecting yeah. each other. He yeah, like yeah. tells his friend to go off and get the antibiotics. And yeah, you're yeah. Like, All right. But part of you is always like everything in this game. You are always waiting for that other shoe to drop. Right. Well, they've drilled the paranoia into you yes. so aggressively the whole yeah. time that you can't help it. Like even if you wanted to trust him, and he was totally trustable. Yeah. Like, if he wasn't a cannibal psychopath, you would still be thinking like something. And it was you dude. know just like the road. Spoilers for the road, but uh, towards the end of the road is like ten years old. So. <laughs> yeah. It's so, <laughs> but towards the end of it, um, you know, uh, the father dies. The kid's on his own, and he sees a family of people walking down the street, and he's like, "I guess I'll join them." And they're like, "Come on, just come with us. It's it's safe." And he doesn't know if he's going to have an apple in his mouth. Yeah, and you don't even eat an hour later. Yeah, and you don't even really he, know. He's got a new dad. That's like, the beauty of that book too. Is you don't really know what happens to him. Yeah. yeah. And well, like, in the book, he doesn't even see the family. He's just like, and he takes off and he just walks away alone. And like, well, the, the 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 interesting thing is that, you know, where this diverges from the road specifically is that the road has this really like really interesting part in the middle of the book where they find that bunker full of like food and right. clothes and like a shower and beds and yeah. stuff like that. It's like one of those things where it's like Cormac McCarthy's like. Here's a little bit of a reprieve for you for yeah. like 20 yes. pages. They, they're enjoying and you can just chill out the and then get the time. back out into the apocalypse. The kids have so now, yeah. The Last of Us had that, but it was with giraffes. Yeah, and, and that was the one moment where it was like, you know, we're not on a bunker full of food because you're pressing X to eat for three hours would have been boring. Yeah. But you're walking along and it's right after. It, it was really it's cool, right after it, the day. Yeah. It's like the 40th time in the game where you're like, come on, I'll boost you up. And Joel puts his hands out. And no one shows up, and he's like, "Ellie, what's going Everything on?" Everything about that scene is masterful. And right? he looks like, over, and she's not there. And it's just like you know, this repetitive nature of gameplay all of a sudden just ends. It's hit X to jump up. You don't have to do that. You look around, and she's gone. And you're like, "You're right." And she's like, "What?" Yeah, because it's obviously she's catching up to everything that happened. To yeah, her. She's still, yeah, she's still she's coming, still totally like still that. Left, that it. whole David thing left such a thumbprint yep. on her. Yep. Taking that you boost killing. her up, and then she runs away, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And you're like, "What?" And you scramble up as fast as you can. And you're running along to catch a glimpse. You're chasing her down this hallway, and everything opens up, and there's you sit at the side of a giraffe, and then yeah. you see one, and it's this very Jurassic Park moment where yeah. it's just like it's we've been running head. from monsters for for so long, but now we can pet it. Yeah, so you see, and that's and, that's what broke me. Like that is when I like just. Just playing, I was like, "Oh shit!" Suddenly, I'm crying, and I yeah, didn't realize yeah. it. Because what you, what's just, what's happened is you've come off such this incredible low of Ellie just like obliterating this dude's face with a machete. Yeah. And you start the next scene in spring, where mm -hmm. you're on the highway, and she's just staring straight ahead at this painting or this mural of a deer, and you're like, "Shit!" Like she's thinking back to winter because yeah. that's where it all started was over a deer. And the entire time on the lead up to the draft, she's despondent. She's mm -hmm. not paying attention mm -hmm. to you. Something's clearly up. Joel, for the first time in the game, is like being really nice and friendly and like kind yep. of jovial. And you're like, who is this guy? Like they've their roles have shifted. And to finally go up there and see something that is just beautiful and joyous. Well, that, and what I loved about that was broke it like me. It was it was a reminder that the world is not destroyed, just humanity. Humanity. Is. And it's just society is in crumbled ruin. But giraffes are like, oh, we. We're we weren't we're here for that. We own this. That's fine. It's our we're city now. I think I probably. But then I, got, so, like, I, I, did get a, I did get a little worried because you see like five giraffes walk off in one direction, and then right over here is that the world's scariest monster tunnel in the whole game, <laughs> where there's just like bloaters and eighty-five people like ah, and giraffes are just like, oh, we're just gonna cut through here. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh my god! But you don't know if like I don't know if the infected are eating animals in that game. Like maybe they are. Like there's stuff with the dogs. There's the monkeys you see for a few minutes. Right. right I right, thought right. it was gonna be a whole thing. Yeah. Where it's like crazy psycho monkey. infected. Yeah, monkeys. I was really relieved actually when that didn't happen. But like Me a too. lot of these, a lot of the, the obviously all the places you go to uh, topographically show. 
uh, how quickly nature reclaims uh, what it's what it's basically owns already when yeah. humans have disappeared for 20 years. And this is something that's been kind of imprinted in us lately with like those History Channel shows where it's like, what does New York City look like after 10 years? If there Life are no after people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and it's and it's like yeah. they really did a nice job of of capturing that. I thought, but you know. I also like that you know one of the coolest parts of the game I thought was was kind of a subdued part of the game where they're going after Robert towards the beginning of the game and they go to that settlement um, and you start to see the economy of of the people that are outside of the quarantine zones. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you guys explored that little town yeah. area where like the guys selling rats like to eat. Oh yeah, another yeah, yeah. dude is, skewers. Yeah, another dude is like selling dogs and you yeah. go up to him and he's like, uh, all these dogs are spoken for. Like, come back next week. And you can hear people like, oh my god, you have rats. Like, give yeah. me one. Like, they're excited to eat a rat. Yeah, I like that he's cool. like, come back next week. So we'll have new dogs. Like, that's not really how the apocalypse works. Yeah, well, yeah maybe, <laughs> or how dogs work. Maybe, maybe he's getting, uh, who knows? And they have like a Fight Club kind of thing going on where they're make, they're taking bets on, on yeah. fights, or whatever. And this is also the scene where you really start to see how crazy and badass Tess is because. Tess confronts that guy who's like one of uh, one of the bodyguards, shoots him right in his face. This is the first time you get into combat in the game, and it's cool because it teaches you, even though you know everything about this game is being very sneaky and very stealthy and you're making things or whatever, it teaches you gunplay first. And I think that yeah. is actually kind of cool, uh, was that like, we'll teach you how to use guns first, and by the way, this isn't really that important, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. you're not going to be using them that much if you're playing I mean, Naughty games, Dog is fantastic yeah. at that, though. Like, at, with Uncharted 3, like, you're at a bar and Fist something breaks burst. out, and all right. of a sudden, I'm learning combat, but I'm in a cutscene, and it's like, it's... They're really, really good with stuff like that. So I, I really appreciated that with this game too. And like that it, it does do that. It goes, oh yeah, you're, you can shoot people in this game, but you mostly won't. Yeah. Like a few yeah, minutes later, like, you're like, I, I have six bullets. The combat yep. says so much about everything going on in this game. Like especially with Joel. Like we keep coming back to like Joel's the bad guy. But I think combat speaks to that more than anything else. Because I mean, you have Joel whose superpower is to sit down and listen for the enemy. That's also what the clickers do. Yeah. So there's that analog there. Mm -hmm. But the entire time, what stuck out as most interesting to me in combat is that uh, in most scenarios with humans, 99% of the time when you encounter people, you have to kill them. 99% yeah. of the time when you encounter clickers, you don't have to kill them. So you can leave the dead things alive, and you most of the time have to kill the things yeah. who are alive. Yeah, and, and that just kind of speaks to who Joel is. The first two hours I played the game, I was like, I'm not going to shoot anyone, I'm not going to shank anybody. I'm yeah. going to sneak past them, or I'm going to strangle them. Yep. But you get in a couple situations where it's just like, oh, f I'm killing yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. you can't be a good guy in this world. There's nothing you can do to be like, yep. I'm going to do a perfect playthrough. Like, there's games you no, can play you as just a stealth desperate. guy. Yeah, you have to, there's just things you have to do. In and, and there was a, I, I really felt, I was talking to Greg about this when Greg and I were the only ones that had the game, I want to spoil anything for anyone when we had it at that time and I told Greg that one of the things that really resonated with me about the combat was that I felt like real palpable disappointment when I was seen like I like I wanted oh, yeah. Yeah. not because I couldn't protect myself like you can handle yourself playing the game on normal is really not that hard mm -hmm. it's just like I wanted to get through areas without being seen and it was always disappointing um, when you're seen and I think the game is somewhat forgiving in the sense that one of the problems one of the immersion problems people have with the game which I think is the game, one of the game's only true flaws that you kind of overlook because the game's just so good and it tells you such a riveting story and it's so fun to play is the the fact that they kind of let you out when your AI character is seen by someone else. They sure. they don't count that. Yeah, um, that happens and I know a lot. Th and I know that people are disappointed in that, but like, there's only two ways around that specific problem. It's either you let Ellie or whoever you're with blow your cover all the time, which would piss you off. Um, and probably make the game much less fun to play, or um, you just aren't, you don't have like a, you have like a vapid or non-existent. You stay here, like, I'm gonna go yeah, yeah. clean it up. Or like a Resident Evil 5 style, like useless AI character. Actually, no, it's funny you say that, because Resident Evil 4 had an amazing um, bit like that, where you could basically stay be here. like, wait, hide okay, in this come thing. on, come on. Stay behind here. It's, I'm gonna go clear this area out and make yeah. it safe for you. And I, I was actually kind of surprised that there was no... Um, all your interaction with her was scripted. There was nothing like, hey, Ellie, wait behind. I have to go kill these five people. I don't want you to see this. I don't want you standing in the middle being like, hey, look what I found. And just being like, just stay. Just relax for a minute. Or, all right, come on. You can come now. It's, it's clear. But isn't part of that that you want, like, her whole character is that, you know, we talked about this in the Beyond when uh, somebody said that she was naive. And we're like, no, she's not. Like, she's totally right. raised in this world. She understands the violence and what's happening. Yep. And she does have those moments of, hey. Whole brick to the head. You yeah, know? Yep. and in an ideal, perfect gameplay world, then yes, all of that would be flushed out. Sure. But there were times where you're like, "All right, I'm hiding," and she'd be like, "Me too," <laughs> and run behind you, and four people would be like, "Right, not do anything to you." See that, that for me, I didn't like Resident Evil Four. Is like, wait here, do this. It's like you are a nuisance and I don't enjoy playing with you like get in the dumpster and I will come back for you in 30 minutes is what yeah and I, I will say that the smart thing about that is that um if anybody ever writes lists of the best escort missions in games who does the last, that write it down Brian 
The Last of Us won't be in there because it never really felt like that. Like right. it always just felt like this is this is an extension of my character. The only thing we talked about being a, a breaking of exactly. Like, Wait exactly. a Here second. We We've been together a year and I haven't taught you to swim. Yeah. <laughs> right. You don't have school. You don't have to go to work. You don't have to do anything. You just hang out with me. We hang out in your bodies of water all the time. I put you on these shipping pallets. Which don't float. Around, they which don't, don't float. And she can't swim. And a year later, it's like season after season. And I get winter because that's cold. But season after season, it's like Ellie can't swim. It didn't get to me until, like, yeah, that the final one in the lead up to the hospital where she's like, can you get the paddle? I'm like, wait a second. Like, come on. <laughs> like, what have we been doing? The only thing you have to do. Pick your legs. I, I, told, I told Brian, I was like, I would understand it if she was like, it's a phobia where she has this irrational fear. She's right. like, I, I can't. But it's like, she's like, no, I never really learned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can learn. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not really into that. I made a Molotov, though. Is that what kids do? I don't know. It's crazy. I, that that, that kind of never really bothered me. I mean, considering we don't know what they went through in between those times where we see them, you know, like together, because there's all of this 99% of their their time together we don't see. You know, you don't really, And if it's anything like the times we do see, there's not a lot of time for swimming lessons. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 in trouble. Except time for all the times when you get to the water and just hang out in the water. Yeah, you're going somewhere. You're trying to go somewhere. I mean, you don't know. Like the, you're, the, the there's 15 minutes, Colin. She's an adult. Your watch <laughs> is broken. You have no concept of time. You literally have no concept of time other than it's light, it's dark. We should sleep or we should walk. And part of the walking stuff should involve swimming. Fair. So what do we think about uh, the specific scene, really one of the most powerful scenes in the game, when it looks like Joel's dead? Because um, when Joel, when they're at the school and Joel falls onto, yeah. the, so, onto the skewer, as it were, and uh, I, I could have sworn at that point that Joel was going to die. I, too. I too. was convinced he was dead, right? Because he falls on it, and it's like, that's a gaping wound. He is bleeding yeah. everywhere. This is not good. It cuts to winter, and Ellie is alone. And I was like, oh my god, they did it. And I was almost I a was, little bit disappointed when she's when she has the voice crack. It's like antibiotics. Give me any antibiotics. I need mm -hmm. medicine. I was like, Shit, for Joel's, me, it, Joel's alive. Yeah, it was total classic video game uh, or movie these days where he fell, got skewered, and I'm like, oh, he's not dead. I've seen trailers where uh, in outfits I haven't seen yet. Right. And so then, <laughs> yeah. sure enough, I was like, I, when it happened, and I started playing as Ellie, I was like. This would have been fucking awesome if it, I just kept on going as her. I really would have dug that. But that's what I, I was hoping. I, I really yeah. thought that yeah. that's what happened too. And I thought that the the scene between like you see the monkeys, there's that whole fight. In by the way, the uh, the college dorms in that game looked like real college dorms. Yeah, yeah it was really <laughs> they hadn't been hit by the apocalypse yet. They were just like, oh, messy potheads living. <laughs> um, it's like a hungry man on the floor. <laughs> there's a monkey. There's a bong and all these 420 posters and stuff like that. So you see all that happen, and then he falls. The pole goes through him, and then she's in the snow tracking the blood. And I thought that that like, 10 minutes right there was like 10 of my favorite minutes in anything in the history of this yeah. medium. Like It was just... So cool, just tracking that deer and just going from like, hey, we're together, we're bros for life, to, oh my God, I'm all alone, it's completely desolate, it's cold, and now I'm murdering things on my own. We're brilliant. I really thought that was it for him. Yeah, you know? I did I did too, and I was kind of hoping, I thought I thought it was too, it was like, we, we talk about in Uncharted, and especially in Uncharted 3, there's a moment where you think, where you think Sullivan's dead, right? And like, he's not. And like, that was their chance to do it. Like, that was their chance to, like, make a bold decision. Yeah. And I thought that this was kind of Naughty Dog's way of saying, like, we're going to make that decision now by killing the protagonist of our new series halfway through the first games. There's going to be more Last of Us games. Yeah. So, so you know, but they didn't. And that was fine. Well, they didn't because it's a video game at the end of the day. And the weird part is, like, part of me was sitting there going, oh, man, I just leveled up your shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of, like, oh, man, the loss of life. I was like, well, I made it so you can hear farther. You should... Stay alive. I could have used those points on health. <laughs> and that was that was one of the cool things too that, that Greg pointed out. I didn't notice it my, my, on my first playthrough. Is that if you look at Ellie, like, because I immediately went to Ellie's stats. I'm like, yeah. what's going on here? Like, did they carry over somehow? They didn't. She and can like, only craft like half the things. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's really cool. And that she has her own stuff in her backpack. Yeah, which is cool. She had that um, that that blade that was basically just it came with her. Yeah, well, no, no, she, but when you open yeah, her bag, she, she, her, she has a note from her mom. Her mom oh, wrote her this letter no. that you can go and yeah, she, you, read, you read wow. it. And you're talking about interactable things. You read it and you flip it over and it's like, make me proud. And Ellie goes, I'm trying, mom, every day or something like wow. that. And she's got like the totally toy she tried that. to give, uh, what's his face, Henry? No, Sam. 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 Like, um, Transformer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she's like, I was so stupid. <laughs> was that guy's dad was kind of a dick, by the way. It was his brother. Oh, it was his brother. It was like, he's like, can I just, no. Yeah. You can't have that. Also, I thought it was funny that when you go in the toy store... Jack and Daxter, the board game. And Uncharted, the board game, still yeah. on the shelves, covered in dust. 
Even the apocalypse. <laughs> just like people just, are not. So just it's like, like uncharted board game. Jeez, Abandoned I wouldn't play that if it was the end that, of the world. Then what was it? It was Panda Adventure too. Yeah. I mean, like, is there a next game? <laughs> and while we're on Easter eggs, I loved the stuffed animals. They had a stuffed yeah. Jack and Daxter oh, yeah, on the yeah, dresser, really and then cool. a Nathan Drake in the bed. I was like, that's. They cool. were really cool. They they were almost like Sackboy-ish. They yeah. Were kind yeah. Of yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we didn't we didn't touch on this uh, this uh, these other characters the the what Sam and and Henry Henry. They kind of pissed me off a little bit. I think that that I think that that scene, like in a sense, like they, they were fine with it as like a person, like experiencing Joel's and Ellie's story, like that betrayal specifically when right when, when they, they don't help them. you. Yeah. yeah, and I was really mad that like that they were so okay with it later. Yeah, like that. Like yeah. Joel Joel takes the ven the vengeful route every time, yeah. right? Except for there when like it most seriously affected him. But I yeah. but I I I agreed with that decision. Like you know what I mean? Like when especially when he's like. He gets the punch in. He's like, "What would you have done with her?" And it's like, "Yep, I would have totally cut and run." And you guys, I don't yeah. know at all. Like, and that at the makes same time, 100%. they still realize like, Shit, we can still help each other. Like that was a fucked up thing you did, but we still need each other. They also only knew, they only knew each other for a few hours. Sure. And it yeah. was sort of like the guy. He, they kind of cut and ran at the first chance they got. Like they're <laughs> like, "Help us on this truck." Nope. And they <laughs> ran off. And it's like, "Well, those guys were dicks." There's what do we expect? The machine gun tank thing coming yep. down. There's no, there, how are you going to yep. get him too? There's no hold my legs, little brother. No, you're, you're going <laughs> to fall over too. I'll be screwed. And what do you think about the whole? The, I guess the other major plot point we we ignored was the dam and how Joel's brother is still alive. Yeah. And, and that character kind of transcends the intro when he's really protecting, uh, you know, Sarah and Joel all the way to this point, um, and is still alive mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about that whole thing? Do you think that like that then they're back at that point in Colorado? At the end of the game, so do you think that he's going to play into a possible sequel? Do you think that 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 character and those guys are somehow important to the story? I thought it was very important that they did not kill Tommy, not for like sequel purposes or anything, but because as soon as I arrived at the dam and I was like, "Oh, Tommy's going to be here," and as soon as I met him and his wife, I thought, "Okay, well, this is where it does the thing that all video games and apocalypse things do, where it's like, hope you don't like these people because we're going to kill them." Yeah. And they don't. Like that's the one time in the game where you're thinking they're dead and they don't die. Everywhere else, you're absolutely convinced everyone's gonna die, and they do. I didn't know they were gonna kill the shit out of that horse. Because they killed the shit out of that horse. Yes, they did. Like, he did like eight flips and landed <laughs> on his neck. His ah. brains exploded all over the Oh, it was, it, was, it, was gross. Oh, it was really bad. Because they're like, shoot the horse! <laughs> Don't shoot the horse! <laughs> yeah, these guys have terrible aim during that scene. It's like, oh, no yeah. Oh, yeah. They were stormtroopers. It was. Yep. I was really surprised Joel and Ellie didn't die. One of them. I yeah, thought yeah, one too, of them would die me by me the too. time credits rolled. And that's what I was saying when everyone was getting upset, especially in IGN comments, about like, oh, these spoilers and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. none of these spoilers are real. Yeah, that was real. Yeah, yeah. like, that was what was so frustrating. What were they? Because I remember something about R.I.P. Ellie being one Yeah, of them, one of right? them was that Ellie, like, so some of them were half true. Like, Ellie is infected, infected at the beginning of the game. Well, Ellie is already infected at the beginning of the game. You don't see her get infected. Accidentally oh, read the art book and saw that spoiler. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that, like, that was one, we talked about this on Beyond, right? And the fact that a lot of these spoilers weren't true. And I said, well, part of them is, but. We've been predicting that since the first, like, or second rewind. Little girl, right. I and, care I, about, and the dead. first time I got to play it, as soon as they get out of the quarantine zone, Tess and Joel have this conversation. Well, what if it's real this time? I I want to believe, and it's like, well, well, people. No, have, I wonder why we're carrying this girl around. People but, have yeah. conditioned themselves to think that like you can't get emotional over something unless it's the worst thing that could possibly happen. Yeah. Like I tweeted the other day that I I choked up playing the game, and a bunch of people tweeted at me, and they're like. You, man, now I know somebody dies. Nope. I'm like, no, maybe there's just a giraffe. <laughs> like, you can never predict yeah, I, that. I think, it's good. I think the most surprising thing about the game is that neither of them do die. Yeah. yeah. And, it's and, almost more powerful that yeah. they survive for Joel to lie to her face. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. I, and I think, I'm telling you, like, I think it sets it up perfectly for a sequel. Because I understand Neil Druckmann doesn't want to do a sequel to the game, or at least they're on the record as saying that they... they he he said he those, wouldn't mind. Yeah, like like if they left it alone or whatever, yeah. but there's no way the way this game is purportedly selling, it's like sold out in like sure. every store that Sony's not like, we are doing a sequel and it's oh, yeah. pre in pre-production right they've at got this the very Vita, second. They've got the Vita prequel, the card yeah. game. Yeah. Oh my God, can you, imagine, can you imagine they put the, yeah, the, 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 the Uncharted route? That would be cool to put put in a Last of Us. Maybe it's the Uncharted here. board game from the story. <laughs> <laughs> They'll um, almost definitely move away from those characters, I think. Even that's, in DLC. That's, that's, that's what I was saying. I hope they don't. I hope what, I really I hope what ends up do. happening is that you end up playing as Ellie. In the I would love to jump ahead. I would love, you know, yeah, whatever, another 10, yeah, 10 year jump. The thing is that then you're getting into like, I don't want to, like, because she's, you know, like, that scene in the snow when she's hunting the deer is like very Tomb Raider-like, right? Yeah. Like you're playing as a female character, an archer, a very strong woman or a girl at that time, whatever. I don't want, like, they're probably a little wary of doing that specifically because of, of how it might compare to the Tomb Raider reboot in some sense where yeah. it's like the strong female. Oh, the one that the ripped time... off Uncharted, you mean? <laughs> well, After uh, well, Uncharted ripped off Tomb Raider? Yeah, I was going to say Uncharted. They're back and forth so oh, yeah, bad yeah. now it doesn't even matter. Yeah, I'm just saying like, there's, there's quite, there's quite, 
there's it's a post-apocalyptic as opposed to being sure. a, an archaeologist. Of I wonder if the Battlefield guys are like, I hope there's no gritty first-person shooters coming out this year. I would have loved to have seen the Naughty Dog's reaction to when the first demo of Tomb Raider and she gets impaled on that spike. <laughs> like, mother! Like, damn it! We have that. So, and we're just kicking out the window in the yeah. beginning? Yeah. I just, I, I want to be, I wanna be at E3 like two or three years from now and they're like, um, we have one more title to announce and you just see Joel and Ellie, and they're years older, and they're running around the woods, and it says they kill someone, and it says the, the last, last of, of us. us. Yeah. Um, See, that's gonna piss me off so much. There's already so many jokes about ooh, the last or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like it doesn't mean they're the last. This we is the, are la the last. Yeah, I know, of right? And nobody humanity. wants to get that. They all want to be a bunch of dicks on the internet, like they always. Are. Yeah, I mean, kind of the inevitability of the whole situation is that people are procreating. Obviously, Ellie was born after the fall mm -hmm. of yeah. society, or whatever. But eventually, the humanity will whittle down to nothing. I mean, that is kind of the unspoken thing in this game. They're not going to recover unless the Fireflies figure out a way to resist and make this cure, which is obviously aborted at the end. Should, is there anything else left unsaid, or should we get into questions? I'm sure we're going to get into stuff in the questions there. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, beyond at IGN.com. Uh, so some of this we might have gone over, but let's just go over it again. I'm just going to read them. I haven't read. I haven't oh, read. We'll no. see like, where, in, where it brings going us. Going blind. Going blind. Uh, Neil Gabriel. Like a clicker. Hi, Neil. Neil oh, says, shit, bro. Uh, The Last of Us has options for no gore and things like that. Did you try playing the game with that option to see how it looked? I think that having that option is a great way to try and make the game more available to somebody younger audience, but there's still violence. What? I don't to think To a younger audience, the that is wrong with this game that will make you sad and offended is not the fucking blood. Yeah, I, I yeah, don't. What, yeah, what? I didn't read it as this is in there for a younger audience. I read it as this is in there for the people who were all crybabies after Last E3. Last E3 that ended, the demo ends with the shotgun to the head, yeah. and so many people were up in arms of how. I mean, it wasn't just that. There was, was a lot of like really gross. What stuff do you do now? You throw a pie in his face? I mean, this is no. <laughs> well, his head I mean, just, just doesn't deteriorate. Just like, I like my gritty post-apocalyptic virus outbreak worlds to be G-rated. Well, sir. here's Thank the thing you. about like the violence. I feel like in this game, if you if you turn it off, sure, you don't have the violence, but everything else is still really fucked up. But I feel like the violence in this game has a lot to say. Yeah, uh, it contributes a lot to the idea that this is a really bleak, disgusting world. Mm -hmm. Like, right. if Joel has someone with a gun to their head and shoots them in the face, he is covered in blood for like the foreseeable future. Like, you see the ramifications in the world of what you've done. You see dudes who are like just gaping wounds. What in happens chest if this, what, when the thing goes through his chest? Does he land on a trampoline? And I don't think feet? it's that drastic. <laughs> I, just, Ryan, I, mean, I just think there's, there's no blood. You can take over. the blood out, but you'd be like, dude, that's weird. You have a pole through you, and you're not <laughs> bleeding. It's on a trampoline. He leans up against that's the wall, and stuff. the blood screams. Uh, Omi asks, uh, this is specifically for Greg. He said, Greg, in an early episode of Podcast Beyond, you mentioned that someone at Naughty Dog clued you in on a few details you missed. What right. were they? It was the backpack that I then passed on to you. That yeah, I never looked in the backpack because mm -hmm. that was a, it was Neil Neil Druckmann. I beat it. I was talking to him about it. He's like, "Did you look at the backpack?" Who's and the backpack? I'm like, no, Ellie's. Ellie's. When okay, you take over as Ellie for okay. the first time, like I looked in there for like, and I saw I couldn't do all the Molotovs. He's like, "No, the the actual items." So I went back and looked through stuff like That's that. Awesome. I'm sure there was other things. That's I believe really those cool. Are the biggest one. Um, yeah, that is cool. I'm, I'm I want to get the platinum. I'm worrying about the multiplayer trophies right now. But by the way, multiplayer is. Really, really good. It's awesome. Um, Connect it to your Facebook. Let's, uh, let, we, we discussed this a little bit, but let's, let's, oh, I'm sorry. Before we piggyback off, yeah. can we talk about that a little bit? Platinum pace and stuff like that? Sure. We talked about this when, on our initial no spoilers part on this Beyond. This you and I just tune out. No, yeah. no, this, you're in part of this, because you got involved on the internet, on the Twitter there about it. Did I? Yeah. I already forgot. What it was was uh, sorry. Where I don't pl right. I love I love The Last of Us. I don't plan on platinuming it. Mm -hmm. And you know, I and like oh, yeah. when we played through the game, I never looked at the trophy list. And it, once I was done with it, and I went and looked at it, like I'm still not. I don't want to do that to this game. I feel like that cheapens what this is to me in yeah. a way. Yeah. Because like usually what I would do is finish it and then finish it. like Uncharted, right? I'd finish it, yeah. I'd finish it, I'd finish it. But Uncharted is such a game. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, this was more of an experience. Yeah, you know and I mean? I'm 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 told the trophies are kind of hard to get. In this game, there's also not that you play it a lot, and then yeah, there's a lot. I know of I played for I played through it once. I got no trophies until the very end right. when I had tears in my eyes, and it was like, boop. <laughs> <laughs> was like oh, you can shut that off now at the new. Well, if the firmware back up, if the firmware is up, the firmware. Well, my my sister's having me bricked when I go home. Um, <laughs> but I, that <laughs> like that yanked me out of the experience more than anything because I was like, right. oh, that's right, it's a video game. It's yeah. fine. The credits yeah. were rolling. You were done. Yeah. But yeah, I kept comparing it to Journey and Walking Dead, right? Because when those games came out, we talked about like you played Journey once and that was your playthrough. And a lot of people played Walking Dead once and that was their playthrough. Yeah. And if I had not reviewed Walking Dead, that's how I would have done it too. But for this, this is the same thing to me. Even though the story is very, it's linear. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm going to get the same point. 
part of that, what was so awesome about my last of us playthrough was not knowing the giraffe was around the corner yeah, yeah, yeah. and not yeah. knowing what was going to happen exactly with David and like what's going to happen with these two brothers I'm with all of a sudden. You know, yeah, I, I had the same thing with Heavy Rain where I finished it and I was like, well, these guys are alive, these guys aren't. And then you did an article which fascinated me, which is all the different endings right. and all the different ways it could go. And I was like, wow, Greg actually had to go and play all of that, which means that when he thinks of that game, his experience is like, it's fractured off into yeah, like yeah. 15 different places and for me it's just like that's who made it that's who didn't yeah I like so. that a lot um, yeah I mean I'm personally playing online right now I think it's fun I will platinum it um, yeah the online's really really fun uh, Matt asks and we talked about this a little bit but we can kind of just maybe make a maybe make a guess like a specific guess what do you think the story DLC will cover Joel and Ellie's story was resolved, but maybe ND, Naughty Dog, could show us the events that led up to Joel and Tommy separating, or even Joel just doing his, quote, job smuggling, killing innocent people and no stuff. Prequels. Uh, if, no prequels. If, let's just go around. If, if you could, Greg, we'll start with you. If you well, could guess specifically, specifically what they're going to show in this DLC, what, what would it be? If I'm, if I'm making the, the guess I think will actually happen, it'll be more Joel and Ellie, and San Francisco's actually a good mm. thing. Like, if they have extra environments or whatever, I don't think they're going to go through and, like, we were talking about different characters or this, that, or the other would tell Ishmael's story. I would love to see Ish's story. But I sincerely doubt they have the time, desire to in sink that much in when they already have these resources ready to go. So that's my thing with like this and Bioshock Infinite, both of them, I think, man, I would love to see totally other characters, but are they going to really like recast a new leader, recast a new AI member? Because there's no way they're getting rid of that AI system because right. it's too good. Right. Mm -hmm. So is, are they going to redo it from the ground up Go again? back like, in for three or four hours of gameplay. Yeah, yeah. right. So I, I would like to see new people, but maybe they repurpose it. Maybe you do Sam and Henry because they're a duo. And That's a good know. point. Yeah. I like the dog idea, but I want to see I want to see Crazy Dave's Cannibal Restaurant like Diner Dash style, and people are coming in. He's like, "Eat a dick." <laughs> um, Here at Crazy Dave's Cannibal Restaurant, when we say "eat a dick," we mean it. Uh, if I was uh, if I was gonna bet, left at the gasoline shop. <laughs> if I was gonna bet, I would say that we're gonna see uh, kids eat free. We're gonna see Joel and uh, and uh, his brother right after the fall. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe, who knows? Because we know that they worked, they had some sort of association with the Fireflies earlier. Mm -hmm. Or Marlene yeah. and yeah. Ellie. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. That'd be great, too. There's a lot of, a lot of op opportunities. I'm sure it'll be nothing that we guessed. Correct. Uh, let's do one more from our friend M-Dog. What up, M-Dog? I trust him implicitly. Me, too. He says, um, we talked about this before, but we can elaborate on it a little bit. Do you think that Ellie believed Joel when he said that he had been truthful about the Fireflies? My friend and I discussed it, and her response, a very weak, perhaps doubtful, Ooh. okay, Ellie's. Look at M-Dog talking to girls. I oh, think no, talking about Ellie. Oh, Seemed to show otherwise. Uh, <laughs> another on, question. If you were put in Joel's shoes, would you have aborted Ellie's surgery, thus ruining all hope for a cure or let it proceed? I found it ridiculous that Joel made that choice, but after reading other people's interpretation of his, of his decision, I don't think that a cure could have saved mankind at this point anyway. We all killed the doctor, so I think we would have. Yeah. You have to. I mean, you have to kill the doctor. Yeah, no. I, um, if I could have not killed the doctor, I would have not. If I yeah. could have surrendered right there, I would have surrendered. I didn't let him go at me. I didn't know that he went after you, but like, I held my gun there for like five seconds, and I'm like, well. Eventually he go. picks up a scalpel and turns to you and I'm like, well, you're raising arms. So I love, the way, I love the way it ended and we all talked about that. I think if they do do a sequel th with these characters, the most like pivotally emotional moment in it will be when she confronts him about it and it, he's just like, Oh, God, please, no. I'm, that's just like robbing everything about that ending. Exactly. That's, and this is what I don't want and this is why some people should just be happy with this is how it ended and that's yeah. fine and just walk away and you don't get like answers to everything and sometimes you just walk away from a conversation and that was the last conversation you ever had about it and that's it and I think that's the way it should be I don't want it to be like hey did you lie about the ending of the last game and he's like yeah and she's like <laughs> I'm mad at you and pounds on you his chest and he's like I lost a daughter look at the watch <laughs> and it just yeah, it steals everything that made this so powerful to me so I'm See, really I, hoping that that doesn't happen if they do the sequel and they keep these characters, and they don't go off with different people or whatever. The way I see it happening is never another conversation between them about it. It'll be a third party enters who was a, a, a guard I was who, there. A, yeah, a guard who got shot or something, or just like he's an urban legend now, right? Like the guy who ruined our all of humanity's chance. Yeah, like yeah. people would have talked about this. I'm sure not every firefly was like. Not just gonna be up tonight for no reason at the base. You know what I mean? There's other fireflies uh, like in camp somewhere that were like part of this, knew what was going to happen. Yeah, Maybe it, re it reminded there. me of when you read stories about like research facilities that people break into and destroy and, and wreck years of, and, like it's angry vegans or somebody thinks that they're doing animal testing or something like that. And whatever you feel about all that, the result is that somebody was working on something for so long and then it stopped. And then yeah. it was destroyed and it was ended. So afterwards they're just like, 
got to start from scratch. Yeah. So that's where that's where society is, and if they want to trace that back to he's the guy, and there's this man running around the world that ruined the world for everybody. <laughs> and spoilers, he's with the girl that they could have saved the world. Like, they're a pretty easy target to find because it's them and a couple other people who are eating people and then clickers and bloaters, and that's yeah. and a giraffe. That's a society. Actually, side note, I was really happy when they sort of stopped the monster closet with bloater. And it wasn't just like, here's a this thing. And we got a puker and a yeah, flyer. And, a, and, a, and it's just like, yeah, a guy comes in with wings. He's like, I'm infected. Scrum. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't do any of that. Yeah, um, when you have that first fight against the bloater, it feels really special. And they only happen a few more times throughout the game. Yeah. You can you ignore can mostly, a fight with one entirely if yeah, you're just like, God, open the fucking door. Yeah, you can mostly just get around them. And he's just standing there and he's like, and you're like, oh, um, but I'm glad that they didn't turn it into a whole like here's a species we're working on an action figure line. Yeah, yeah. It's like that <laughs> that would have that would have totally destroyed it for yeah, me. Yeah, it yeah. was tasteful. I thought. Yeah. Um, anything else left unsaid, Greg? I like this game. Yeah, mm. it was really good. Yeah, I think it's like I said in the review. I think it's PlayStation 3's best exclusive. And of course, I don't say best game because we're we're it's in the conversation. I think for like, oh best sure game I played this generation like no doubt about oh, it. Oh yeah. But yeah. We're, then we're bringing in Red Dead and uh, Fallout 3 and games that are like really and this game is in that class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think as far as the exclusive offerings on PS3, as good as many of them are, this um, this, this will is the best this one. will be my IGN game of the year pick. Assuming nothing completely out of nowhere comes this fall that shocks the yeah, out of me. But yeah, I mean, this, this, is, this is the game to beat for me right now. And I was saying on Beyond yesterday, which you guys should listen to. Every um, Tuesday on IGN.com and iTunes, it's the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. Um, <laughs> you got that down. Yeah. I say um, it quite a bit. It's, it, it feels, it, it, this is like the PlayStation's Ocarina of Time to me, which is a weird thing to say because it's like they are stylistically completely different. But it's but, the most like meaningful end of the yeah. console. Like here's like yep, our magnum it's like opus. This, this is the thing that defines this generation for me. This is the one that as years go by, I'll probably like once or you know, once every year or so, I will play it again. Yeah. So this one's going to be re-released to death on every PlayStation yes, platform yes. and handheld. Hey, I mean, if, if they want to put years. this out in a few years with new PS4 textures, yes, I will play it. Yeah. Like, oh, I have no problem with that. That'd if they want to do an HD remaster. It's already beautiful, game, yeah. Yeah, so. Cool. Uh, Mitch? Yeah, I mean, when I finished this game, I thought, uh, you know what, that was a one-and-done one experience. I don't really need to replay it. Don't really care about multiplayer. Still playing multiplayer. I've started my new game on hard. Uh, I can't get enough, and I, at a certain point, thought in fall, eh, maybe a little bit too much combat. I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like, like it's falling back on guns too much, but even then, like the combat is so excellent that at a certain point, I stopped caring, even if I didn't feel like some of it was padded. Fair. Love it. Altana, closing thoughts? Um, I, I hope she learns to swim. That would be nice. <laughs> no, like I mean, it's everything I just said. I, I, it's a fantastic game. The fact that we can all sit here and not... We're not debating over like really dumb. Was it really about a it. ten like, color? I like, wish you had more inventory items. Like, right, it's just right. like that was a fucking incredible experience. That yep. I like. It, I I never would have thought growing up like playing Zelda and Mario on my NES that this is where we'd be right now. But this is where we are, and this is we're getting closer and closer to kind of intruding on territories of books and movies where people can really start taking this medium seriously. And yeah, it's full of murder, but so is everything else. Yeah, and um. I've never experienced anything like it in a game, and I, I just want more. Cool, fair enough. Uh, I agree. Excellent game. Buy it, play it, enjoy it. Uh, thank you for joining us on this special spoiler cast for The Last of Us branded podcast beyond, as you can see. As Greg said, come listen to Podcast Beyond on IGN or iTunes. Every Tuesday we have a new episode. Episode 300 is coming up soon, Greg. Yeah, so really live event. Um, all right, until next time, Beyond. 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.